you can slide your hands all over their butt. Maya's getting to see the um, the actions here. I'm sorry for the right there. <laughs> if you gently rest your thumb on the outside of someone's anus, when they're relaxed enough to receive, their body will actually suck your thumb in. You don't have to do anything. Your thumb will just go whoop in. That's right. We are on our recurring segment on sexual health, pleasure and wellness with Tanya Coons. Tanya, hello. Hey, Maya. Good morning. Morning, morning, morning. Uh, as always. Now, I have teased today that we are talking about anal sex. Can you believe it? After all this time we've been doing this show together, Tanya, we're only just talking about it now. <laughs> I'm actually shocked that we haven't spoken about it before now. It's so funny. I know. Um, but, you know, what a great chat. This is going to be kind of an in-depth, meaty chat, if you know me. I like a deep dive, pardon the bun. Oh, yeah. On that, I think we should kick off from the beginning, Tanya. What do you need I to... Just want to I, want, I do. I want to give a little shout-out. If you have little people around with uh, big ears and sensitive ears, maybe <laughs> it's just time to uh, turn the volume down because this will be a little bit graphic in content. Go just ten. a heads up. Go ten. <laughs> On that, we're going to kick off from the beginning. Tanya, what do you need to prepare for anal sex? Right. Huge question, and I think... We're going to break this down into a number of questions, but mm -hmm. starting from the beginning, you need time, right? In general, this is something that you don't rush, despite what the porn may have you thinking. Um, your body needs time to be relaxed to receive anything in the anal cavity. Um, ironically, this is also the first place that will contract if there's fear or worry or stress in the body. So it's important for us to understand that we have two sphincter muscles in the anus, right? The external one is controlled by the central nervous system and we have control over that. That's what we use when we're pooping. We're familiar with being able to clench and release. The internal one is controlled by the autonomic nervous system and that one's not in our control. That's the one that's uh, part of the fight, flight, freeze or fawn system and it's most likely and it is the first place in the body that tightens when we experience fear or stress. So, Knowing this, I can't recommend highly enough that you really do need to be relaxed, otherwise you're not ready to play anally. So I would recommend lots of outer course for those with vulvas. It can For those with vulvas, it can help if you've had an orgasm already, as your body will be swollen and juicy in lots of areas that will assist. Uh, I think massage is a really great thing and that lots of people forget. You can caress your partner's butt and give it a loving touch. You can slide your hands all over their butt. Maya's getting to see the um, the actions here. I'm sorry for the right there. <laughs> um, you can slide your hands, you know, along the crack, you know, backwards and forwards. It's like you're swiping a credit card, but with your hands. Um, feels delicious for people. Use lube for extra slidey slide. You can even twiddle your thumbs in, in you know, just around so that you're coming into contact with their crack. Um, interestingly, people really enjoy this. Hmm. You can also give what's called a rosebud massage, which is massaging around the outside of the sphincter with your thumb or a finger. Just really gentle because that part of the uh, body is full of lots of nerve endings and, and it helps really relax people. 
And one of the ways, you know, in the studies that I've done in body work, one of the ways um, we can understand when somebody's body is ready to receive, if you gently rest your thumb on the outside of someone's anus, when they're relaxed enough to receive, their body will actually suck your thumb in. You don't have to do anything. Your thumb will just go whoop in and it's time. then it's time to play. Yeah, right. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I know, right? Super amazing what our bodies do if we pay attention to them. So if we're getting all nervous or we're in a hurry or we're trying to do something that we've seen on TV or in the porn, that's when we tend to do things that aren't so great. Mm. What do you need to do to like prep in terms of getting clean? Yeah, uh, and this is a big one for everyone. I think, you know, to make sure you're clean, you can, a quick shower can do the trick. You can clean around the inside of your anus with warm water and your finger. Um, if you're worried and you want to do a more thorough job, then you can use an anal douche to clean out your rectum. And we're going to explain a bit more about this because we've got a question about what is an enema. Um, you should also use a toilet about half an hour before you engage in anal sex. So this might seem like a lot of work, but you know, for some, it's really worth it when you consider the alternative, right? And then, you know, to the question, what do you do if you see some poop, right? Don't stress about it. It's all part of the body, and we've been socialized to think that this is disgusting. Um, so think of all the other fluids that are in play during sex. You know, we're not a very neat and tidy zone when we're being sexual. Mm. There's a whole bunch of things going on. And, you know, when you think about this, this is supposed to be a fun activity after all. So if it happens, try and laugh it off. It might help to talk or joke about it beforehand. And as part of your preparation, have some wet wipes or tissues handy. Um, and this is also where using condoms over your fingers, genitals or toys is really handy because you can simply remove them and place them in the bin and continue as if nothing ever happened. It shouldn't result in everyone screaming in horror and sexy time stopping, mm. right? There's always going to be a risk of feces if you play anally. Remember that. Mm. That's a good tip, actually, to use the a condom. Condoms? Yeah. Yeah. Over your fingers, particularly. I'd suggest that to people when, mm. if they're a bit sort of icky about that part of the body. We have already uncovered a really helpful tip, which is to use a condom over the top of like your hands, your fingers, anything you're using in this department. But if you maybe don't want to try that, you want to do something else um, and you're thinking lube is the thing for you, Tanya, how much lube should you use and what kind of lube should you use? Ah, excellent question. Um, you can never have too much lube. This is one of my catch cries, but particularly <laughs> for anal um, what uh, I think is important to remember is that the anal canal is not self-lubricating like the vagina. Mm. So it's pretty much vital that you use lube and you give yourself some assistance there because if you don't, you can um, cause yourself some problems. Um, most of the lubes that you might use for vaginal um, penetration or vulva, you know, that sort of stuff can double as anal lube. Um, but take care, watch out for things that are flavoured or scented because they can sometimes be irritating. And sometimes they've got desensitising ingredients which can cause people doing anal to go deeper or harder or thicker than their body would like. And then you're at risk of causing pain or injury. Right? So the best lube for anal play is a thick lube. Well, what is a thick lube? That is silicon lube. Right? It's thicker than most lubes, and unlike water-based lube, it doesn't absorb into the body rapidly. It can, you know, some of it will cause it go in, but it generally causes a slick surface, which is excellent for sliding. Um, and, you know, that said, some lubes can still be absorbed back into the body, so it's always wise to reapply lube 
as you're going along. So at least at least another time to reduce the risk of injury or discomfort. Mm. And a note then, if your anal toys are made out of silicon, do not use silicon lube as it strips the silicon away from the toys. Use an oil-based oh. lube instead. Yeah, always um, always know what your toys are made out of because silicon lube and silicon toys are ah, mm. not a good idea. Um, but if you know, so if you, but if you're going to use an oil-based lube, then you need to remember that they're not good for the latex. Therefore, your condoms could be compromised. So there are things to think about. There are also hybrid brands of lube that use a mixture of water and silicon. Um, and there are lots and lots of brands out there. So I recommend going to a sex shop if you can. Something like Max Black in Newtown. They have amazing staff who will talk to you for hours about the joys of lube. Mm. Um, brands that I recommend are Pure and Swiss Navy. And I was just reading a really good reading about a really great brand called The Butters. Um, it's oil-based and it's vegan, but I'm not sure how readily available that is in Australia. Right. So that would be a little researchy job if you're interested in that. Yeah. Something, Tanya, I think that also comes up often in this conversation is enemas. What yes. What is an enema? How should they be used? What's the go? Yeah. Um, so I think people interchange enema and douching and uh, uh, there's an important, there's, there are important things to distinguish there. An enema is um, the process of putting liquid or gas into your rectum, which which is the lower part of the intestine, right? And it's, it's important to remember that. Um, the aim is to empty the bowels and allow for an examination or to administer medication. That's the original thing. So it's a method of cleaning out the bowels and it can be self-administered or a medical professional could do it. However, it's not recommended for regular use because it can stretch the bowel or it can cause health problems. Um, and it can also lead to surprise releases of water when you don't want them to happen. So take care there if you're going to do that. Um, pharmacies will sell you kits. They look like a hot water bottle and a hose. Um, the premise is that you use the equipment to put room temperature water uh, into your bowel and then flush it out in the bathroom. Do not use hot water. You can do damage. It's. I think it's basically a more extreme way of douching. So if you want to clean reg regularly, I would recommend douching, which is flushing room temperature water into your anus and letting it come back out and therefore cleaning your bowel as it does. Um, you can also make sure that your diet has a lot of fibre if anal play is going to be a regular thing on your calendar mm. because that keeps things moving through and you're less likely to run into things during play. Not enough fibre, faeces hangs around. So interesting. So you need to make sure that you've got time, space, no interruption, a douche, warm water and towels. And be sure to insert the nozzle, nozzle of the douche about 10 centimetres into your rectum. So gently and slowly squeeze in the liquid, gently remove the nozzle. And it can take anything from two minutes to an hour to take effect and you empty your bowels as you normally would in the toilet, right? So it's recommended douching about three hours before you want to have anal sex as optimal. It uh, makes sure that you've expelled all the water that you've put inside and that the area remains clean. Well, there you go. A few different ways you can prepare and get yourself ready uh, before you embark on having anal sex. My name is Maya Bielik. I'm with Tanya Coons, and we've been talking about um, some tips and tricks to prepare yourself if you're going to embark on having some fun in the bedroom and partaking in some anal play. But Tanya, I want to ask you, why might someone like want to 
consider having anal? Like, why do people want to do that? Yeah, uh, why? Well, that's a really interesting question. Uh, and and there are, it's, I think it's as varied an answer as for why people might want to have sex. Um, people do it because, well, they do it because it feels nice. A lot of people do it because it's kind of like the ultimate act of submission or giving themselves over to their partners. So it depends on where you are in that play. Sometimes people want their partner to give themselves over. Sometimes people want to show their partner that way. It's taboo. It still is taboo. Uh, so a lot of people find it very sexy that it can turn you on that way. Um, it's a different kind of orgasm for many people. A lot of people describe it as, as travelling up the spine, uh, a very intense, burning, travelling orgasm. Uh, so there's there's a lot of things there. But what I suggest is uh, you ask yourself, do I really want to do anal, right? Because a lot of people will say, and I'm going to say women in this instance uh, because this is a bit political, um, there are a lot of women who aren't interested in learning how to have anal sex, and that's really okay. But a lot of folks do it to keep their partner happy. In fact, they may be more than just a little disinterested in the idea of anal sex. They might dislike or even hate the idea. So while I always recommend trying new things out at least once to see whether you like it or once, I actually say two or three times, I say you never, ever, ever should feel forced to do anything that you don't want to do. And the same goes for anal sex. So if you never want to try it or if you've tried it once and you didn't enjoy it, um, it's really important to know that if it's not for you, it's not for you and you don't have to feel like you need to keep doing it because your partner likes it. Mm. It's a very polarising topic, this one, because I meet lots of couples where one person is very, very interested in, perhaps even obsessed with anal sex and one doesn't want to do it. So it can be really tricky convincing the keen person that their partner doesn't want to and shouldn't have to do anal sex or anything that they don't want to do. These conversations can be even more interesting when it transpires that the person wanting to give the anal sex is not prepared to receive themselves. Very, very interesting. Mm. Um, so a lot of it comes around politics, uh, entitlement, ownership, ideas around sex being owed to you, things like that. Um, and a lot of time people get very, very excited because they they might be masturbating to this and looking at it on porn. And I understand that it's highly arousing imagery, but it's quite different in real life. It's not, you know, from, from what we're saying, and we will continue to say, you don't just flip your girlfriend over and try anal without announcement. It's not going to go very well. So people, it's, it's considered, it's planned for, it's thought about, and a lot of consent needed. Mm. So wait, let's take a step back. Can people of any gender... Uh orgasm from anal yes yes they can um in folks with penises they have the added advantage of the prostate being able to be stimulated with anal play and that's been nicknamed the male g-spot uh, an area full of rich nerve endings but the whole area for anyone the whole anal area is full of nerve endings and can provide really rich stimulation when um when relaxed anal orgasms as i was saying can be very powerful feelings that travel all the way up your spine and is anal meant to hurt? Is it normal to have like a bit of bleeding happen? Uh, no, no sex is supposed to hurt. None, none. 
So if it's hurting, then you're not relaxed and your body may not be ready to receive. And we've just been talking about how to relax. Bleeding can happen if things are a bit rough and you damage the pillows inside the anus. And that could lead to hemorrhoids or even anal fissures. So we need to, you know, I've had lots of clients to like, we've been having a great time and have wound up in hospital because they've had tearing Gosh. in the anal region. And yeah, it's not a lot of fun for the healing of that. Uh, so I'm always like, take your time, be slow. Um, it's important to remember when when playing around anally. It's not like a vagina. Vagina is like a straight sheath and you can insert something in and get no interference. We're saying here that the, the, the rectum is basically the bottom of the large intestine and that's all curvy tubing. That's all kinked and coiled into the body. Mm. So if you shove something in there in a hurry, you're going to run into a bend. Uh, and it might hurt you know it's like trying to go around a, a very a hairpin corner quickly what you want to do is um, proceed slowly and with caution because it's going to be like feeding a sausage skin onto whatever you're inserting into the body into that part of the body um, so slow 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 and your body will accommodate it and you can speed up and do more interesting things or frictiony things a little bit later when your body has accommodated but it's not a thing to start in a hurry and what are some techniques, just to recap, to help relax the muscles? Uh, so breathing for relaxation, uh, when people are exhaling for longer than they inhale. So having a cuddle and, and doing some slow breathing together. Um, I can't begin to tell you how effective anal massage is for relaxation. Um, we have sphincter muscles all the way through our body, not just on our anus. So if you relax your anus, it will then send messages all the way through your body to all the sphincter muscles that come through your intestines, through your gut, up through your esophagus, right up to your mouth and eyes, all sphincter muscles. Um, so your whole body will become relaxed if your anus is relaxed. Um, when I was studying sexological body work, we had to practice on our friends doing um, anal massage, internal and external. And all the people I practiced on called me up and said, I have never been more relaxed in my entire life. What did you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, wow, I had no idea it could be that effective. So the story that I was telling about massaging beforehand really helps to get your partner ready, able and willing to receive. Hmm. And I've got a couple texts on 0409-945-945. Um, someone saying my partner says it's tighter and sometimes helps them come. And if you've just joined us, we did discuss, Tanya, before that actually anyone of any gender can experience an orgasm through anal. Yes. <laughs> we've we've <laughs> yesed. <laughs> um, we've also got another question. Thoughts on AML? Thoughts on AML? Um, yes, uh, lots of people use AML for anal sex, actually, because it helps relax the body. It's just like a quick wee and the muscles in the body relax. Um, so, yes, it's a popular practice. Um, it depends whether you like to use drugs or not. But, yeah, a lot of people do that for loosening up in that area. And it's very quick. It's not something that lasts for a long time. Mm. Now, Tanya, are there any particular positions that make penetrative anal sex easier? Um, it really depends on people, but often receiving partners find it easier to be on their back or on their stomach or on all fours. There's three sort of angles that you can try for first times and see. Mm. Um, is there any form of anal stimulation that doesn't involve penetration? Yes. Yes. My answer to all of our questions today seems to be yes. Um, so massages, I was describing the rosebud massage, 
You can uh, try rimming using your hands, lips, tongue, which is uh, stimulating around the anal area. You can rub your genitals there if you want to. So it doesn't have to be penetrative. It can be very, very nice just receiving stimulation around that area and it all counts as anal. And we've got another question about someone who's really um, trying to, I guess, not like convince their partner they should give it a go, but is wanting to ask the question. And I think maybe this next question of ours is going to help their query about it. Um, Tanya, do you have any tips to help let go of the shame or insecurity that's sometimes attached to anal? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. And I know it can be really tricky to ask your partner because we're really socialised that anything, any things that go out of the body, parts of the body that uh, eliminate things are, are disgusting and dirty. And I don't think so. Uh, no, nothing about our bodies is disgusting. Our bodies are a well-oiled, amazing machine that cart us around and do amazing things. And it's really important to remember that our body is capable of giving us a lot of pleasure. Um, and as we just discussed, relaxing your anus can relax your whole body. So you don't have to um, do penetrative things to enjoy anal stimulation. There's lots of delicious things that you can do. So try not to let other people's ideas and messages give you shame about your body. Our bodies are pretty messy business. Lots of fluid, substances, funny noises, funny faces that go with being sexy and sexual. We're not meant to look like orchestrated porn stars, right? Mm. Sex is messy and fun business. And I say get messy and enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Tanya, thanks so much for popping by today. If you want to recap uh, anything anal related from today's show, you can listen back at fbiradio.com slash programs. If you click on Mornings with Maya Billick, or you can grab it wherever you get your podcast from. Tanya, we'll be back in a fortnight. We're going to have another sexy topic to unpack. And on that, thank you for yeah. popping through, Tanya. My pleasure, as always.